Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution this is your humble host, Amrit Sandhu, with the mission of the Inspired Evolution to help you live a life that's empowered with the love for life. And today, on that mission and on that journey, I have the immense pleasure and, man, so much gratitude to welcome and introduce to you Jason Rahili. Hey, Jace. What's going on, brother? <laughs> I'm amazing and better for having you here. Um, so just for you guys listening, um, really going to keep this nice and short, but Jason, oh wow, so super inspirational. Jason runs his own businesses um, and in Melbourne he is very dynamic in what he does. He works in building um, and he's got his own um, construction company in there as well. Um, but then he's also the founder of what is called B Alternative. And B Alternative, please check it out. What's the best place to check out B Alternative online? Um, probably just b.alternative.com yeah um, no be just b.alternative um and i can't really do be alternative justice because it's it's spread across we we're talking about this actually recently how it's like you know you can do so many things in that space of becoming alternative but then it's you got really clear on the value of that and yeah. normally i try and break this with an icebreaker but with you it's going to be nice and difficult because we always talk really deep so <laughs> so so let's just go straight into that so be alternative. I should probably suggest to the audience is um, is this idea of uh, at the moment it's non plastics. Um, and okay, so what's the issue with plastics? Well, I mean, you see it in everyday day life. I mean, even on the way down here, Rose Street, I was picking up single use plastic all the way down the street, and people yep. are walking past it. And um, you know, I guess it's, I mean, it's, it's a low hanging fruit in what we we're sort of looking at. I mean, we try and address everything. We try and address the meat industry um, mm-hmm. and the, the impacts of that. You know everything from carbon footprints to just general lifestyle yeah if we can address all those sorts of things um it comes back to a lot of the things that a lot of people are doing in general anyway like we Mm -hmm. all want to evolve as human beings yeah so you know plastic is it's it's almost like that little gateway drug it's like (laughs) let's let's get into single-use plastics and let's understand that there's a serious issue there and it's all over the media now so it's really easy for people to engage with and mm. I mean you just have to walk down the beach I mean there's no beach in Australia that I and I love my beaches and yeah. you know even the most remote beaches would be picking up single use plastic so mm. we, I suppose it started like that um, and it's going to evolve from that um, mm. but it does, it's a really easy way for people to engage you know mm. people can look at it and go alright there's a problem here how do I change my lifestyle and it's about flicking that switch in your brain and going mm. alright if I can stop using single-use plastic or if I can just recognize there's an issue here, mm. all of a sudden it changes the cognitive thinking of the mind and yep. that way we start thinking more consciously about other things. Yep. So that was our low-hanging fruit to start with, if that makes sense. Totally does. And so I want to know, did the surfing come first? <laughs> was it the love for the ocean and the, and the surf or was it just love for nature and all of its... 
for the plastic element of it. Yeah, because you said, like you said, it was a low-hanging fruit, so it seems yeah. like there's a bigger mission behind that, right? So there's many other things that you could be targeting in yeah. terms of, like you said, the meat industry and this sort of stuff. But those are all coupled into, I guess, like living more in line with nature and just preserving nature and looking after nature because obviously our relationship is... Is direct with our Gaia. Like it, yeah. it is what it is. Exactly. Um, the nature, I suppose there's two elements that, to that question. Um, so the nature element of it, I'm so blessed to have my parents. Like my parents are freaking next level. Yeah. You know, some people might look at people and go, oh, you have to be successful in this stage and all that. Mm. My parents taught me to love my planet. You know, no matter, and I was a prick of a kid. So the fact that they could wear all that and still keep me engaged with the planet. Love your mum, love your dad. Uh, I don't know anyone else who put up with me. Yeah. Um, but after like having that initial core belief, you know, in everything I did after that, tried to play professional football. You know, I was a really hard kid growing up. Like, yep. you know, challenged every rule there was. Mm. Um, but then that nature element was always there the, the justification of animals you know understanding that they are a being even though I ate animals a long time ago you know mm. and I was taught as we're all taught yeah meat is the, the substance that we require so protein indoctrination yeah, yeah. <laughs> random bullshit <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah in a professional athletic sort of environment yeah. you're taught and you know, I was eating two roast chickens a day because yeah. I'm not a big guy so I had to bulk up yeah um <clears throat> And then eventually, you know, it took a while for me to meet a woman that I was with at the time to go, well, you say you love animals, but where's this connection? You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And it's like, you're like, oh. And then, yeah, being an egotistical male that I was at the time, don't tell me what to do, I'm a professional (laughs) footballer. Um, You end up going, okay, well, I don't engage with that. But then you still, you feel something needs to change. Mm. So, you know, I used to talk about Sea Shepherd a lot. I'm like, these guys are amazing. Yeah. And Fabienne at the time said to me, she goes, well, stop talking about it. Go out there and do it. I'm like, hmm, valid point. Yeah. Here we are sitting talking and going, oh, I'm going to justify myself and validate myself by a belief system that someone else has created. Yeah. Or I can take action and make a change. Yeah. Wow. So just, sorry to cut you off, no, but that, no. that, like, that there is just literally hit the acupuncture pressure point of like the biggest source of inspiration for why I really was just hanging to get you on the podcast. Um, so for me, like you, like, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of people have now got concerns for, you know, global warming, everything that's happening, mm. like what's happening around nature and just our relationship with it, you know, like we're just dumping all our sewage into the oceans, all this, that, and the other. And I don't want this to be like a sob story. No, no. It's <laughs> a good time to be alive, bro. It's really good time <laughs> to be alive. It really is amazing. <clears throat> but the real kicker for me was like, obviously, on one hand, you've, you know, you're completely successful, got your own construction company, it runs itself, you know, you're basically the director of, you know, all this work that, you know, you win and whatnot. Um, but then most people will just be very content and very, like, very happy with that. Um, but then you've gone away and decided that, you no, know, there is this passion inside for, like you said, like supporting nature and then the action. Like most people talk about it. Um, a lot, actually, not most, a lot of people talk about it. Um, and we come up with these great ideas and these great aspirations. But similar to, like you said, I love animals, but... I'll just eat a chicken. (laughs) You know, it's like, that's kind of weird, you know. Um, And you took that a whole nother step to, you created a venture, which is purely, like, that's massive action. Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't know any bigger direct action in my own personal life that anyone's taking towards creating the change they want to see in the world. It's interesting. So, like, I've had this conversation, I think you and I have had this conversation as well. Mm. Um, the difference between people who don't want to take... This is only my humble opinion, and I'm not saying I know I know for sure, but mm. this is how I feel about things. If you ask the why question enough, you know, mm. why do you feel like this? Why do you, you know, for me, say the meat industry, why has this happened? And it's happened because of consumerism. It's happened because someone needed to make money. And, and why did they need to make money? Because they needed to validate their family or whatever it might be. Mm. If you ask why enough, you get to the answer. And every why question I've ever asked comes back to self-love. Yeah. Yeah. So if you ask why enough, no matter what problem we see in the world um, or what concern we have, when you ask why and you figure out that it is relevant to self-love, you understand that by having your own element of self-love and really, really loving yourself. Like, you know, if I say publicly, I love myself more than anyone else on the planet Mm. and no one can love me as much as I love myself. Mm. 
people go, what the fuck's wrong with that dude? Well, that's weird, isn't it? Like, okay, so first of all, the, the why question, right, is like asking just why to the same mm. question again and again and again, which is a really powerful technique, which yeah. you introduced to me. Um, so it's like, you know, I really want to go get this job. Why? Yeah. Oh, because it'll help me pay the bills. Why? Oh, because I want to be able to live in this nice area. Why do I live in the nice area? Because my friends live in that area. Why do your friends live in that area? Oh, because there's cool things in that area that we all like doing. Mm. Why do you like doing those things? Um, because I love myself when yeah. I'm doing those <laughs> things. That's <laughs> just it. Like, if everyone worked off that principle. Yeah. You know, that, that, that difference from observation and conversation and validation that yeah. we create within ourselves, even, you know, Mandela moments and stuff mm. like that, you know, amazing human beings, so many yeah. amazing human beings. Um, but it takes courage to take that step. And, and I'm not saying courage like, oh, you know, you have to be strong and brave and all the rest of it. It's just courage and going, you love yourself enough, you're going to do what needs to be done. Yep. And I guarantee you, if everyone figures out that they love themselves and can work out that element of self-love, no one will rape anyone. Mm. Most people probably won't eat animals. There might be a, a ceremonious thing that might happen. I'm, I'm not going to justify that. Um, you know, people aren't going to abuse each other. There's not going to be there's not going to be this, this this imbalance from feminine and masculine, so that women will be re-empowered the way I feel they should be. Mm. And you know, racism will be a thing of the past. Environmental concerns will all be a thing of the past, and that's sort of where, for me anyway, I was mm. able to go. Well, okay, cool. Well, you can sit there and have all the money in the world and have this luxurious lifestyle and get this obsession for money. Money is very external, you mm. know what I mean. And there's nothing wrong with it. There's mm. definitely nothing wrong with it. I can't emphasize that enough. Yeah, money is just a currency or a fuel to serve yourself in whatever your passion is in your self love. Yep. And if you love yourself enough and you love the planet enough, you see that there's something that needs to be done, mm. and you go, okay, well, I've I've had this relationship with money or, or currency. Let's just call it currency. Mm-hmm. That's now my ammunition to do something positive, mm. and you know what I mean. Change the change the relationship with money and change the 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 language with it. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. we look at it and go, oh, billionaires are assholes, or you know, people that are really strong off. You know, we get jealous about we get jealous of them and things like that. But these mm. people, you know, I've I've sat down with some of the richest people I've ever like I'll ever experience again. You know, billionaires mm. that have sat there and they've talked about how they want to make a change now because they feel hollow, they feel empty, mm. and they're not making they're not making any change, and they're they're tapping into their self love, and they can. Now, with this abundance of money they have, the amount of impact they can have is you know, next level. Phenomenal. Look yeah. at look at Elon Musk. You know, one of the best one of the best <laughs> examples of someone. Yeah. yeah, and he was bankrupt twice or something ridiculous like that. Um, and he gets up in front of the public when he releases Tesla, and goes, "It's free free information." And everyone's like, "What do you What do you mean? You can't just you know, it's a, you've got to charge. You know, this is a billion trillion dollar idea." And he's like, "Yeah, but." We're all in one boat mm. and I've got all the buckets and the boat's sinking. <laughs> well, am I going to charge you for the buckets? What <laughs> like, a legend. Like, you know. Totally. And that's that sort of inspiration and that's a man who genuinely loves himself. Mm. You know what I mean? So. so it's interesting because I think there was a few paragraphs in there in the essay which we've dropped out which I think you've already assimilated which I think I'd love for the listeners and myself to tune into which is so like there's this the planet, mm. self-love, you know, there's this whole, how does me loving myself come into play with, you know, the greatest scheme of trying to help everybody on the planet? And I think therein lies, uh, if I tap into just what mainstream thinking, in my opinion, is, is like, oh, it's okay for me to use a plastic straw because, <clears throat> you know, everyone else is doing it or there's bigger fish to fry than just the plastic straw or... You know, there's, yeah. Do you get what I'm trying to yeah, trying yeah. to get at? It's like like my little micro change of recycling doesn't really make a massive difference in the grand scheme of all the bigger things. But what you've alluded to, which is self love, brings all the ownership and all the responsibility and all the energy back into the individual, and is basically calling on their own empowerment to say like, no, no, no. And it sort of suggests like it is up to the individual at the end of the day, right? Hundred percent, and um, you know, you talk about you know, one straw or, or one empowerment action that we might take as an individual. Mm. Um, there's two two elements to that I want to touch on. So obviously, there's a compound interest element of it. Yeah, you know, you see, yeah, you see someone do something and they go, oh yeah, but it's only one straw. It's like yeah, but that's if you say no to that straw, 
that's someone in the line behind you sees you say, oh, no, I don't, no, no plastic, please. No plastic mm-hmm. straw, please. And they go, oh, that's not so weird anymore because someone else has done it. Mm. Now, I'm not saying that it, we're minions or we're sheep or anything like that, but yeah. there is an element of follow, we follow each other. Yeah. We socially learn from each other. Yeah. Definitely. You've, you've yeah. called it something, social something. I can't remember. You some real fancy name for yeah. it, but I'm sure everyone knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like with the school talks, for example, like sometimes I'll talk to 20 kids and, you know, and sometimes at the end of it, I'm always like, you know, we were doing some self-gratitude and I tell them how amazing they are and I hope that they understand that that's all they need to know going forward with the information because it's a bit of doom and gloom information when mm. it comes to plastic, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and these kids will, at the end of the day, I reckon every class I've had, at least one kid's come up and gone, so there's only, you know, or during the talk, you've come up and so on, you know, there's only 20 of us here, you know, there's... 5 billion people on the planet, how are we going to make a difference? Exactly. And it's like, okay, well, let's step back and go, well, one, we're, if we love ourselves and understand how powerful we are as individuals, mm. um, people are going to follow us. People follow the person with their chin in the air. You know what mm. I mean? People follow that person. So be that person. Yep. You've got 20 kids now that are going to go out and speak to 10 people, hopefully. Yep. Even if they speak to five, there's 100 people that they've spoken to. Right. Those, five, those 100 people go, wow, that's some really impactful information. They speak to five people. There's 500 people engaged from a half an hour of my personal time, one individual spending half an hour of my time talking to 20 kids and all the other people that are doing that, not just me. There's a lot of awesome humans that are doing these conversations. And, I mean, your podcast, like, you've, I don't know how many people you've got following you now, but mm-hmm. I've listened to a lot of your podcasts and the, the power that comes out of that and the, the impact that's having across maybe 2,000 people that are listening, yeah. then they have those conversations and they talk, talk to 10 people. Mm. Now, up around 20,000 people now that have been engaged by a message that, you know, I feel is a really good message. Mm. So we, we get really scared and we go, oh, we're not making enough change and all the rest of it. But you're one man, you know, one human, sorry, not even man, just one human mm. that's made that challenge to go, oh, I'm going to do a podcast yeah. and look at the impact you're having. I think it's interesting because what I'm tuning into is something um, I learned a few years ago. Um, I can't remember where it was, but in order to like adopt an idea, you need, I think, like they said something like seven points of contact yeah. to it. And I think this is what's resonant, like what's what's coming in for me at the moment as you're sharing this is like, okay, yep, I refused a straw once in the line and someone's watched me do it. And then it's like that's one extra point of contact till they get their domino effect, you know, they just... We can help each other accumulate those points of contact to make the decisions that are benefit the planet, but also fundamentally ourselves, mm. um, because our relationship with the planet is a relationship yeah. with ourselves. So, had like so, why kids? Well, hmm. kids. Well, it's not just kids, which would be one point. Um, mm. Like we talked to. We talk to groups, we talk to yep. you know, rotary clubs and, and whatever else. But I know recently you've been like it's really, really yeah. like <clears throat> doubling down on going to schools and yeah. like you told me like a drastic number, like you spoke to hundreds of kids yeah, in the last few like weeks. Three hundred and oh, something ridiculous. In the last week or two, yeah. yeah. It's like and yeah, so that's in you know, different <clears throat> schools. <laughs> yeah, lots yeah. of time, lots of energy, yeah. lots of effort. You're doing a lot of different things in your own personal life and also your professional life. Mm. But then you're actually making the time to go to school and communicate to kids. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, that none of that would be able to be done without the support. Like, the alternative is not me, and I need to emphasise that really importantly. You know, yeah. there's Loki, there's Tegan, we've got a new member, Kitty now, we've got mm. Gina Lopez in um, Byron Bay, she's amazing, mm. uh, or Yamba, but I'll say Byron. <laughs> um, you know, there's, I mean, there's more and more people, like Bleps in the Philippines, yeah. you know, group of people in the Philippines. Um, yeah, there's a massive crew of people doing a lot of work, so... Mm. I don't want it to sound like I'm sacrificing my time for school talks because these people are doing all this amazing work for Be Alternative that gives me time to do this. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So totally. we're all making a big sacrifice. Um, mm. I just, uh, yeah, so on that, um, with the kids element of it, kids are like, <laughs> kids haven't been tainted yet. Mm. Is one of the best ways to put it. Yeah. And, um, you know, especially when you're in a school system that, I don't want to get too political here. <laughs> I don't fully agree with, and nor have I ever fully agreed with. Yep. Um, but I even... thought you loved indoctrination. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> 
We'll put something in the footnotes about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, being expelled from two schools, bro, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm very popular in that area. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think the the school kids, a lot of them, like I know when I was at school, mm. I was rebelling and I didn't, like I, I was rebelling a lot, but yeah. um, I didn't fully know why, but yeah. I knew at the end of it, I understood. Like I got, so quick story, got expelled from McKinnon, sorry, asked to leave, politically yeah. correct term, um, because I knocked out the vice principal. Yeah. Um, I was not a good student. Um, then I left and then I didn't know where to go. So I went to Sandy Tech. Everyone's like, oh, if Jace goes to Sandy Tech, he's going straight to jail. Like yeah. there's no uniform, there's no rules. The teacher's a first name, mm. but it's an adult environment. And that was the point, one of my biggest points of change when teachers started talking to me like an adult. Like I was wagging school all the time, captain of the footy team, captain of this, captain of that. But yeah. they're like, it's all right. And you you can, can get away with almost anything yeah. in this society when you're when so you could, successful at yeah, sport. Yeah. Exactly. Athletic ego. It's mm. interesting. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, and, you know, I remember getting a phone call from a teacher saying, you're going to fail VCA. And I'm like, why? And like, on attendance. I'm like, but I'm getting good grades. And they're like, yeah, but you don't turn up, mate. And that was literally how the conversation went. And he goes, it's cool. It's up to you. I'll see you next year. But don't you want to be doing something else with your life? And I'm like, shit. I really look at myself, don't I? <laughs> now, had that had it been in any other school environment, yeah, you disempower. Sorry, I feel like mm. people are disempowered in a school environment because they're given all these rules, they're given all these handouts. So, going back to the school talks, I feel like it's a really good place to go to kids. All right, I don't say it in the school talks, but they've been in a system that hasn't fully served them, and yeah. it's, it's definitely got some benefits to it. Um, but now, let's talk about exponential thought and exponential growth and let's work on how that's very relevant to the environment because everything that gets taught in schools is going to mean nothing like a lot of it's based on you guys having a, us having a sustainable like economy when we grow mm. up it means nothing if the planet's dead you, you can eat yeah. as much money as you like you're yeah. not going to feel any better for it so um, when you engage them with that go okay go out be entrepreneurs make as much money as you possibly can but have this in the back of your mind mm. because at some point yeah, you're going to want to go, you want to feel good about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that comes back to the self-love element. You know, these kids are now leaving these talks and we have conversations. And, you know, I had one talk where I was in tears. The first time all the kids came up and hugged me and I was like, I was just in tears. I was trying to keep it together. <laughs> oh, I've got this, I've got this. Um, but, you thought know, you were a hard footy player. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, like having those sorts of experiences and seeing those kids go out there. Now, mm-hmm. that message that they pass on, they're going to pass it on better than me. Yeah, because they do have that untainted um, mm. version of themselves, yeah, and they're going to be much more relatable to a lot of people as well. So what I'm feeling into is once again, you're like totally what I, like what I see is you in your you're being the change you wish to see in the world again. <laughs> you know, like you wished you would have gotten something like that, like just a little bit more information around stuff that mattered to you personally at that early stage and you've gone ahead and taken action towards delivering that in that environment on that just quickly decided to cut you off Mm. um but i did get some of that information Mm. i think the difference in the way it was delivered is important um i was like i was quite a rebel at school yeah Yeah. so if someone told me to do something i'm good luck i'm going the other way i don't care how beneficial it is to you i'm going the other way yeah um, one of the things that I feel people, if you're going to give a message, you don't give a message to, to someone, you give a message with someone. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Changing that dynamic of hierarchy. So Can you explain that a little bit. So, um, so if I'm a, if I'm standing up on stage and talking down to people and mm. saying, this is what you need to do yeah. and this is why it needs to happen. Mm. People go, oh, okay. And they, they'll do it for a little while because they feel like somebody with more authority has told them to do it. But if you say to someone, let's have a conversation about this and mm. let's see how you feel about it, and they come up with the ideas, and a lot of people come up with ideas that I haven't come up with. Kids, you know, year sevens come up with ideas that I haven't thought of. Yeah. Um, they're going to they're gonna own that. You know mm. I mean? That whole class is going to own that because it's a team environment. Yeah. So they own the, the message rather than being told the message. Totally. Does that make sense? Totally. And I feel like that's the same with business, isn't it? You know what mm. I mean? Like how much better does a business run when it's a business, not a boss? You know what mm. I mean? Like you've seen, you know, I'm very, very grateful and I hope everyone understands that, you know, you, the service you provide, um, on-site meditations are, yeah. are sensational. And my guys from my building side of things get so much out of that. Um, but we don't have this, like I don't ring them up and go, okay, boys, you're doing a meditation. They're like, oh, we're going to book in Amrit this week. I'm like, yeah, cool. Go for it. No worries. Yeah. Um, it's not a hierarchy thing. It's we're all mates. You know what I mean? We create a family, we create a tribe. 
and the business runs itself, which gives me time to do other things. And I pass on these environmental things, changes that we make at the alternative mm. back to Gypco Carpentry and say to everyone, hey guys, then you know this is what we've done because you've given, you guys have freed me up with finances and money and time so that we can create something over here. So you're as much part of this as the people that are doing the work. And I think that's really powerful because when I do go out on site to deliver these meditations, I've noticed that all the uniforms that are Gypco uniforms, all the high-vis gear, is also the alternative uniform, you know? Yeah. So it's like, all it's, you know... And I think with the new the new direction where everything's going, especially with millennials being the way that we are, everything needs to have a mission. Everything needs to have some more meaning to it rather than just, you know, this is what I'm doing, why am I doing it? And I think indirectly, like, you've got a great bunch of lads out there as well and women and... um I think the key is that they feel really um, empowered that the work that they're doing has a positive aspect to it, you know. Um, And so that sort of segues directly into what I was going to ask you next, which is, so, you know, uh, how do I frame this other than Gypco's been around longer, like your your Mm -hmm. construction business has been around longer than your... um, then your philanthropic sort of a, like business, yeah. like business, a philanthropic venture. Yeah, I call has it a business. It's venture. Venture. Yeah. Let's, let's have a positive relationship with calling something, <laughs> with a, something business. a business. Wicked. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, at what like what was that? What was that process like? So, at some point, you realised, did you have that hollow feeling that you're talking about, um, and then that spurred you on to do something different, or like what was that process? Um, <clears throat> well, the building element of it, I should really emphasise. I failed. Like mm. I, I made mistakes, big mistakes. Mm. You know, I had a job that cost me 80 grand. So mm. it wasn't like I came into a lot of money and making that change going from so similar to the position you're in with Multiplex, like mm. I was in a similar position with El Construct and mm. um, making lots of money and working for someone, leaving that and going into my own thing made, made a lot of mistakes, cost a lot of money and loved every minute of it. Yeah. Um, and that was really fulfilling in my own growth to make a mistake, develop it and then turn it back into a money that's a profitable element. Then to go, okay, well, that's happened. Tick. You know what I mean? You kind of just feel like there's an element of you that goes, yeah, that's complete. Um, then to go from there into a philanthropic activity was like, well, I've made this abundance of money now. Not abundance of money. It's very egotistical, but uh, enough. I've made enough money. Yeah, um, for sure. And, make, yeah. yeah, and I'm pretty comfortable. I've got multiple properties and I've invested it quite intelligently. I've had mm. a lot of really intelligent... I've had, I listen to everyone, so I get mm. a lot of intelligent information from people who are corporate minded and things like that Mm. um and then going okay well all this stuff's great and i'm really successful and everyone always goes oh it's amazing you own several properties you own this you do this and Mm. you're still there's something missing and you know and i mean sitting in meditation for example and and Mm. dropping into mindfulness and thinking okay what am i missing and you go okay well i'm a big believer in not eating animals now because of that experience in sea shepherd um Mm. And then learning from people at Sea Shepherd, you know, the ocean plastics are a massive issue. Okay, well, that really, I felt that information. Yeah. I've gone, all right, well, I can just just do it. So it wasn't a, a sense of hollow. It was a sense of, if I believe in myself, I know I can do more. And I know I'm on this planet for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And I know that there are going to be multiple purposes, but have crack. And you yeah. know what? At least if, if you know, Bell Alternative falls over tomorrow or Gypco falls over tomorrow or any of my properties go under and burn, whatever it might be, yep. I'm still going to walk away going, you know what, I had a crack. You know, and yeah, and for me that's huge because anyone that's met you for more than five minutes I guess, <laughs> like gets the idea that you're pretty much like they talk about an elevator pitch and I think you're, like, your five-minute elevator pitch to anyone is pretty much just go fucking make mistakes, please, ASAP. Why wouldn't you? Like, well, that's like what we were talking about before, um, before the podcast. Like, one of the most inspiring things I've seen about what you're doing, you know, you've created Mandela Moments because you want to create your own school <laughs> from people that you respect to teach you. That so you're the principal being the student, like, and this is breaking the rules. This is breaking the paradigm. Like, fucking get amongst the people. How good is this? Why wouldn't you do this? Um, and like, you know, I've. I guess the philosophy is, you know, make a mistake, but don't do it twice. But if you mm. do it twice, understand that you've done it twice for a reason and keep learning from it. And I guarantee you that by making those mistakes, you're not going to be under someone's thumb anymore. You're not mm. going to be part of this system that we all know. Everyone knows it. This system does not work. Mm. You know what I mean? The best thing that's ever happened, oh, this is going to piss people off. <laughs> best thing that's ever happened, Donald Trump getting in. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, now we can yeah. all sit back and go, wow. Yeah, the temperature in the barometer has officially <laughs> yeah. broken the mercury. <laughs> like, what is democracy? Like, what have we created? Like, we've all been sitting there snoozing along going, let's get our paychecks. And in that process, because we've become so comfortable with things and never made mistakes, never challenged ourselves, yeah. all of a sudden this total dickhead is in control of the world, the Western world. Um, And we're all going, oh my God. But everyone's going, pointing the finger and going, Trump's a dickhead. But hang on, point the finger at yourself. Like not, we're not dickheads. We're not. (laughs) Um, But you know, point the finger at ourselves and go, okay, well we probably should have challenged ourselves along the way. And let's look at the way we can challenge this whole system. Mm. Because if we can do it and empower ourselves, you know, making mistakes is a big part of that, you know. Mm. And Donald Trump's making plenty of them first now because we didn't do it to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting that relationship with um with just whatever's in power in our relationship with ourself. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um and I think that comes back to as you were articulating again and again. So that that self love, if we can come back and what I was really identifying with was the idea that um making a mistake in the face of a challenge. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Doesn't necessarily need to be a uh, like a revolutionary pro like uh, revolutionary, yes. Mm. Um, but in the like when I say revolutionary for me, I have connotations of like burning stuff (laughs) you know like throwing the things up like riots in the street but there's that revolution of be alternative which is like okay let's start educating and it's like a really it feels soft but it's like it's 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 like grounded super integratable Mm. and you can learn mistake you can learn from your mistakes and then really take some serious action which doesn't have to be like i'm learning from my mistakes it's going to be really violent on me my relationship with myself, right? So if I make a mistake, it's going to be really violent on me. If I make a mistake, it'll be really violent on me. I'm not going to make any mistakes. Mm. Yeah, you'll make mistakes, but then you, you can take some really positive action yeah. out of that. And that's indi- like indicative in your story in terms of, yeah, you've made mistakes, but then you've gone and created these beautiful ventures out of it. And that's a reflection of the self, but then also what can happen outside. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And <clears throat> it's actually really well said, bro. Well, that's pretty spot on, eh? Um so I guess in going to the B alternative element of that, you know, that, so now we supply, like we, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you're telling us how to do things and, or sorry, informing us on how to do things and, and we're having these conversations and they're like, so where do we get these alternatives? I was like, ah, so this is about trusting, like what we were just talking about before, you know, mm. um, trusting and going, okay, well, all of a sudden this business opportunity has just thrown itself at us now. Yeah. So now we, we get beeswax wraps, we've got um, you know, bamboo straws, we get reusable cups and bag, boomerang bags and all these different products that are the alternatives, mm. you know. Um, to plastic. To plastic, yeah. yeah. And we, I mean, once we find out these meat alternatives, trust me, we're all over that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then, you know, and then figuring out that, okay, by going out and throwing yourself out there, this is how we've done it. You know, Loki um, Loki works for Mazda. She's quite high up in Mazda mm. and she saw what was happening in Mazda. So she just went at them. Like she went at <laughs> Mazda Australia. She just went at them. And then Mazda Australia went and bought all these keep cups. For Mazda. those that don't know Loki, she is like the <laughs> nicest person you'll yeah, ever meet. Yeah, yeah. But I get the impression you don't want to piss her off. <laughs> <laughs> so 
she's so cute when she's angry. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's like, and that's the thing you talk about, like imposing figures. She is not an imposing figure. Mm. She's got a really good energy, but yeah. um, she went at Mazda. Like she went straight at Mazda Australia, who works mm. internationally, yeah. and said, "This is bullshit. We don't want. We shouldn't be using so much single use in the office." Yeah. So they all went out and got Mazda branded keep cups. Mm. Now, this is someone who's not the boss of anyone. She's yeah. not in charge. She's just really good at what she does. And she went hard at it and made a massive change in a massive organization. Um, you know, we're looking at all these opportunities keep evolving because we have a crack. You know yeah. what I mean? Like festivals now. So we're doing a renter kit for the festivals in uh, Torquay and Geelong. 16,000 people a night. Quite an imposing figure trying to get rid of single-use plastic. And the festival's been really, really supportive. But it was a business opportunity that threw itself at us because we wanted to have a crack. Yeah. Um, and I've like you know we have spent about a hundred grand now of our own money that we might not ever see again. Mm. Um, a lot of that has been derived from Jipco. So the boys at Jipco are part of this, and the, yep. you know the girls at Jipco as well. They're all part of this movement. Mm. Um, and they that that challenge that's been thrown at us could actually become a really profitable, viable business. Yeah. Is there something wrong with that? Well, not at all, and this is what you're saying, right? Because that's what gives you the leverage to make greater and greater change. Yeah. Like you started off with an education platform, which turned into like a supply, um, like a supply store, basically, for what you're educating people on the the demand for the products that created the supply. And I think this, what you're taking on, is just a whole. I can't tell you. Okay, so I'm going to go on a bit of storytelling time, but I've been to festivals. Mm. Um, and like I like it's a great day out in the park with some music yeah and you can't really go wrong and especially a camping festival where you get to go along it's like a bit of a retreat you spend some time with your friends just chill have a bit of a dance eat yeah. some great food have some really good chats um, but then at the end of the festival the place is trashed mm-hmm. it's trashed and no matter how consciously you do it the place is trashed and so the vision that you've got which like in need of like there's no other way of putting this it's it's really inspirational like really inspirational so having an entire festival with thousands and thousands of people but no waste that's the aim and to be honest, we're not going to get there this time. Like, I don't think we will. But Bro, you know I don't think I don't think Rome was built in a day either. Though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like that yeah. is man, that's that's huge. Like mm. that is. I don't know, maybe because I've seen, witnessed it firsthand. Like, I've gone to beaches and I've seen a bit of plastic on the beaches for sure, you know, and mm. I've watched some videos, like, where people have recorded, like, in South America especially, like, beaches where, like, yeah. rubbish washes up and that's, like, it's trashed. But I haven't had that direct relationship where the whole ocean's trashed, right? But I've had this direct relationship at the end of a festival. We've had a great time, but then there's this feeling afterwards where it's like, we really didn't leave this place better than we found it, mm. you know? And to have the idea that we're not going to create any waste at a festival just having that intention and just seeing how that can turn into something like and we talk about you were talking about you know like me not taking a straw how about rocking up to a festival with thousands tens of thousands of other people with the same intention of like Mm. well you guys know that this is a zero waste festival even if it's just like oh whoops I did I did have this waste and I did have that waste or even if I have to pack my waste up and bring it back home so that I don't leave it there right that what a deep-seated conversation that's having with me personally from the outset with all these people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, It's, I mean, yeah, and that's the element, like when you talk about the festivals, you know, my experience with festivals, for example, is, you know, like you've created your own school. Festivals Mm -hmm. are a school. Like a lot of the time festivals are a good time for people to learn how to live happy and and understand different ways of living because a lot of mm. festivals teach you about off-grid living. They teach you about vegan food and mm. healthy food. Lifestyle festivals. Lifestyle yeah. festivals and stuff like that. But yeah. then we trash them. So yeah. what element of that are we missing out on? And you know, at the end of the day, this is a finite planet. It's not an infinite planet. Our resources mm. aren't infinite. You know, yeah. Our way of living is definitely not infinite. Mm. Um, the indigenous, um, the origines of Australia, you know, they lived very very um finite like they were they're very very light walkers you know Mm. they don't walk somewhere and leave a massive footprint whereas you compare it to the way we're living and we're going to be the you know we're going to be our own demise so let's educate in a festival environment which is free and there's no you know the festivals don't have all this indoctrinated feeling of what i like to call the matrix but Mm. you know our 
every day to day life. The so social it's a, culture. And yeah, that. exactly. So it's a lot easier to learn at a festival like that, and then mm. go, okay, I had a really good time. I didn't leave a footprint. I feel good about that. Mm. Yeah, there's nothing I can emphasize more. You know, the straw that you don't take, or the plastic bag you say no to, or feel good about that. Really own that. Yeah, like it. You might not think it's a lot on a big scale, but don't overwhelm yourself with that. Mm. Feel good at and own it. You know what I mean? Like once you've owned that. Everything else becomes a lot easier to own, you know. Yeah. I mean? It makes a massive change. Yeah, awesome. There's the, the the what I've learned about that is called this this is the principle of transference, which transference is actually a bit more. It does, yeah, <laughs> no, we were, it's a bit more quantum physics. Yeah, yeah. It's like so if, if something happens in an experiment over here, it actually happens in an experiment over there as well. Like the hundred monkeys. Yeah, yeah, something similar to that, right? So transference is like if I don't take the straw, or if I if we all go to the festival and we don't put waste, that has a transference effect towards other people automatically picking up on that. 100%. You know, Collective that, consciousness. Yeah, it's, exactly that. Exactly that's that. scientifically proven. It's not even a hippie woo-woo thing. It's like, pretty interesting where things are going with this yeah. now, right? Um, like the continuity of the planet and then also like the, like the interconnectedness of everyone. Mm. And I think that's like, for me, that's where the biggest inspiration in your work really lies. Is um is that it really acknowledges that we are all connected and we are all in this together and that we are actually all empowered and we are all integral parts of this whole and that this whole needs our help and it starts with us. Mm. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And it's interesting. Um, people always say, "Oh, you know, it's so good you're going out and you're saving the planet." Mm. And I don't really like that. Mm. Like, it's. We're not saying the planet's going to be fine. Totally. Yeah, I mean, the planet will yeah. it'll shed us. It'll shed the top skin, and it'll be another material element in, in the universe. Yeah. Um, the fact of the matter is, though, like when you talked about that collective consciousness, how I feel about it anyway. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get too woo woo about all this, but we are all souls, and we are all spirits, and we all have a consciousness that that chair doesn't have. Mm. Um, or maybe it does. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, let's work on that because at the end of the day, if we, you know, Elon Musk is talking about going to another planet, mm. we're already we're already making escape plans because we've, yeah. we've we've done some serious damage. I don't agree with Elon on that, to be mm. honest. Like in my humble opinion, mm. I think we're not we haven't evolved enough as a species to have the right to leave this planet mm. and go to another one. Mm. Let's evolve. You know, let's everything we do, let's evolve. You know, you go to Mars or wherever you know wherever else we can get ourselves to there ain't going to be no cows there there ain't going to be no <laughs> pigs there it's going to be hard enough to survive as it is everyone's going to be vegan yeah. so or they're going to be taking a nutrient supplement yeah so do we want to like ignore that and just go okay well let's start implementing something similar to that here mm. and understand that we can actually live in this absolutely gorgeous planet that we have it's pretty special yeah it's amazing like mm. you've just been getting into surfing recently like, <laughs> how next level is it like yeah you want amazing. to learn the to life get in the waves yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. learn to surrender yeah. learn to take a couple of meetings and then learn to coast as well yeah. <laughs> it's next level yeah and you know all of that Focusing on those positives makes changes so much easier. Every time you say no to a straw, think about a turtle that's now swimming freely, mm. but you are no longer element. You, you haven't contributed to killing it. Mm. Um, yeah, every time you say no to a plastic bag, think of a whale that is no longer going to have plastic bags in its stomach because that's how mm. they eat. You know, they eat yeah. mouthfuls of water. Um, you know, everything we do, think about the positive effect of that. Not the ne- We're not doing it because of a negative cognitive sort of stimulus. Yeah. We're doing it because of a positive cognitive stimulus. Mm. And I'm assuming that's the right language. Yeah, I'm yeah totally. Terrible at English. <laughs> no, um, totally. No. But yeah, and vote with your wallet. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. every decision you make, yeah, even if you get something for free, mm. think about the why. Okay, why is that product out there? It's because I'm taking it. Yeah. You know, I sit there and I used to sit there and go Coles and Woolworths and all that biggest assholes under the sun. Yeah. They're giving us what we ask for. Totally. We want convenience. Then, mm. And we get it for free now. Yeah. Of course we're going to create a consumer like a consumerism problem. Um, mm. with an element that is not great. Yeah. And for everyone who doesn't know, plastic is petrol. Like yeah. it's run by the oil companies and if anyone has an issue with that, <laughs> there might be a good reason to report <laughs> now. Um, yeah. But yeah, like everything that we do, every decision we make is a vote. And I'm mm. not saying from a stressful point of view, like don't stress about it. We're going to make, I make mistakes all the time. Mm. Um, but go out and make a conscious decision and that, mm. that's what changes that collective consciousness experiment that you were talking about before. Mm, perfect so i was going to start diving into now talking about something like more grounded up uh, actionable steps that we can take towards creating the shifts and changes but i think that's probably one of the most 
profound advices that can anyone can ever receive, which is every time you spend a dollar, you're voting. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And every time you take something, you're voting. Yeah. You know, plastic bags are free. Mm. They're not, and they're going to start charging them, but, you know, it's a $71 million turnaround for Woolworths, so <laughs> they're quite happy about the environmental movement. Um, yeah. But, and that's cool, like, good for them. Mm. You know, good. if you're going to make an environmental change and make money off it, all power to you. I don't yeah. care who you are. Um, but I guess, yeah, if we can sort of think about the impact that any decision we make, mm. it's amazing how that transforms, for me anyway, this is only my experience, um, it's amazing the way that transforms the way you think about life in general, the way yeah. you think about relationships, the way you think about what you say. Mm. Um, this is a really, really fundamental, ground basis psychological um, experience mm. experience you can have. You know, by thinking about the, the consumerism products we take for granted and, and all the rest of it, mm. changes the way that I feel, anyway, about how I deal with humans now and how I deal with business and how I deal with all these other things. And because of that change of thought, you know, owning that decision that you make by saying no to a plastic bag or whatever it might be, it's amazing how you, like, I've personally converted that into my business. And instead of going, well, I'm going to make this decision because I'm the boss and owning the fact that now I'm going to go, okay, boys or girls or whoever is working with us, mm. you know, let's make a decision together and taking and giving that ownership away in a different space. So mm. it's probably not a really good example of what I'm trying to say, but... Um, I'm following what you say. Yeah. I'm following I'm what you say. trying to think of a better way to explain it. But, yeah, it's, it's basically just... Making empowered decisions and having the influence of everything that's dependent on your decision mm. in just your day-to-day consumption, taking, giving has also transformed your relationship with the decisions that you make on a bigger scale in your businesses with everybody yeah. else and yeah. that sort of stuff Thank as well. Thank you so much for interpreting that. <laughs> <laughs> as we know. Um, <laughs> um, and that's and that's the thing. And, and even like I'm sure now you know, if there's people listening to this element of it there, there might be a bit of confusion a bit of stress going oh my god how many things am I going to have to think about yeah. but it becomes so easy mm. like it really becomes easy you start thinking about the small things and yep. the bigger things become so much easier yep. you know what I mean like to be honest um, you know, since you've been doing the meditations on site for example I lose about an hour of productivity from what maybe 15 guys yep. uh, workers mm. so that's you know what's that costing me I don't know a couple of grand mm. you know um but the productivity result of that is actually through the roof. <laughs> like we get yeah. so much more productivity. Everyone's so much happier, mm. um, less sick days. Yeah. And that's a decision that was made purely on a small, minute trust element where I was like, okay, well, this feels like it's going to be, it's going to make me feel good. Mm. Just like saying no to plastic makes me feel good. Yeah. Just like not eating animals makes me feel good. The fact that I can like get these guys that are trying to earn a living for their life to feel good by seeing you at a meditation mm. Um, and then that made me feel good, and the the I can't explain it any other way. But the quantum physics of it is, I get more money from it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. that wasn't the intention, mm. but I'm not going to say no to it either. So let's talk about that a little bit. The the feel good factor. Yeah. So it's like what I'm picking up on is there's this innate awareness of already like challenges to articulate this properly. But what feels good is generally what's what is good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so, but why do we often, you know, there's comfort, there's convenience, but then oftentimes I think we, would you say that people don't make the decision that they innately know is right? Mm. And I guess I almost know the answer to this because I know your relationship with indoctrination, but you think that's where it comes from? So it's like we know what's right, but at the same time we just follow the herd in terms of some of our decision-making processes. Yeah, yeah. Um. I mean, we could go into the whole gut brain, heart brain, and head brain, but mm. that's probably getting a little bit existential for what we're trying to convey, convey yeah. here. Yeah. Um, but there is a bit of that element of trust that comes into that as well. And so, this perfect example: school talks. Yeah, I look at the rebel in the class, the one that's being a smartass and, mm. and trying to challenge me, and I'm engaged with him mm. or her. Normally, it's a him. I hate to say it, but <laughs> it just seems to be the way. Yeah. Um, Women just tap into the collective yeah. just so much more smooth, oh, all right? Got it just, sorted. We could learn just so. not as jagged as, <laughs> as I'll men. tell you what, when women start getting in power, mate, the planet's going to be in a much better position. It's already starting to shift, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, and it's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like you, you deal with those rebels and you go, good on you for challenging me, mate. Mm-hmm. Teachers hate that. 
They're like, don't challenge me. I'm the authority. Not yeah. all teachers. Not all teachers. Definitely not all teachers. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, I love it when a kid challenges me and they want to be a smartest one. That's awesome. You want to challenge me and you want to be a rebel. Yeah. Cool. That, cl- that clearly means you're thinking for yourself. Yeah. And good for you. But in this space, do you think that your negative approach to mm. doing this, just because you want to get a bit of attention or you want to challenge me, mm. do you reckon it's going to serve you here? And a lot of the time, actually, every single time I've had that conversation with a kid, um, they normally go, okay, and they kind of shut up for a bit. And then they're the ones that engage more than anyone. They're the first ones with their hands up. Why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? Mm. And I sit there and I make sure that I, sw- I swat, like I'll drop an F-bomb when I can. Yeah. Hopefully the teachers aren't looking, but <laughs> drop an F-bomb. And then that kid goes, hey, you know what? It's okay to have your own opinions on things. It's okay to be not part of the system. Mm. Um, and that changes that indoctrination system. And yeah. they go, okay, well, and then a lot of the time, like one kid, you know, I won't name him, but... We spoke after the talk and I said, he goes up and he gave me a hug and he goes, look, I'm really sorry I, I pissed you off during your talk. I said, bro, you didn't piss me off. Mm. Good on you for having a crack. You're 11 kid. And um, and he'll go, mate, now you can you know, you know, can still play the game. You have to play the game. Mm. It's, don't sit there and think that you can be a... Maybe you can. Maybe you can be an off-grid hippie that can change the world from an external. I yeah. don't feel like that's how it's going to work. Yeah, the, the, the monk in the Himalayas with loincloth is... Probably doing a lot of amazing stuff. Yeah. Really is. Mm. Um, but there's also work to be done. Let's in get into the trenches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, yeah. you know, saying to this kid, you know, I said to him, I said, look, now you can you can play this game for a little bit longer, but you, mm. you think for yourself now. And yep. that's great. And you should encourage others to think for yourself. Mm. But take some, adv- some sort of advice and trust me, being a rebel and fighting people and fighting the system will only get you so far. Mm. And, you know, as I said, if it wasn't for my mum, my dad, you know, Frank, and I've had some really inspirational people in my life, mm. I would have been in jail. I've been yeah. in a lot of fights and stuff like that. And it was a rebellion that wasn't wasn't um, supported and yeah. I didn't support it myself. And I've now I've learned to harness that into a more positive sort of way of doing things. How did you learn that? I got my head kicked in once, which was really good. Yeah. But like sometimes you do need to get dropped. Yeah. You know? Um didn't make AFL. Yeah. That was a good experience. Mm. Um, Humility, huh? Yeah. yeah. And to be honest, like, it's amazing. Like, a few, it only takes a few little changes. Um, mm. And then all of a sudden, the people around you change. Mm. And I love my old friends. And, yeah. you know, I wish them all the best. And when we see each other, we're still very, you know, but I don't drink with them anymore. I don't, I don't womanize anymore. Mm. Um, are very respectful for women mm. um, and then I meet people like yourself like you know ever since you and I've connected mm. I feel like my life's taken another big transition because I'm hanging around people that are of like mind it's completely mutual <laughs> <laughs> um, but you yeah. said it yourself you know you are the you are the sum of how you put it the sum of the five the sum of the av- you're the average of the five people you spend your time with yeah and that's one thing I really emphasise to people as well yep. you know you can there's still going to be some I want to say lower frequency, different frequency people in your group mm. and appreciate where they're coming from and appreciate where they're at. But mm. try to, if there's something that inspires you and in someone else or something that's creating change in you that you feel good about, yeah. surround yourself with those people. And, and that's, you know, with your, your Mandela moments and this general community that's down here, um, it's, it's been a massive, it's made my transition a lot easier. And, mm. and now that's stemming into my, my, my company and my family and it's just, such a good time to be on the planet (laughs) and the changes we're seeing on such an exponential level like you have a look like all you have to do is look on Facebook there's a lot of darkness and out there and people are going oh this is shit this person's that and that but look for the good stuff there is so much good stuff going on the planet like I was looking at the good news bulletin and there's like just you know there's all these amazing things that are happening and co-created and it's phenomenal. It really is a really special time. We've, we're living longer than we've ever lived. Yeah. Um, more kids are living through like childhood than they've ever lived, and you know. But and just innovation is really like life is really a special gift, and we're just doing so much for it at the moment. Mm. Um, but yeah, we generally only tune into what's going wrong, and I think this was a big message that you shared at the beginning. So. I think a big takeaway for me that I'm definitely walking away from this podcast is the idea that, you know, all the all the small changes will eventually ripple out. Yeah. You know, so, because, like, I generally want to tune into, like, what is the actionable outcome? And because you're so diverse in everything you do, um, it was, yeah, I think 
it was kind of like I was fishing for like what is probably the key takeaway and for me personally it's the idea that just even just making a small difference mm-hmm. you know is 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 your compound that compound interest effect within yourself yeah. that will eventually ripple out into somebody else and create the compound interest effect over there and that'll just continually ripple out yeah mm-hmm. so thank you for that thank you um, so a question I've got now is you've got you've got this massive um, massive billboard right and you get to put it on a beach of your choice yeah but it's going to be a busy beach mm. yeah like a really busy beach like Venice Beach or something yeah yeah <coughs> or um, what's in Sydney Bondi Bondi yeah, yeah or on Bondi it's a massive billboard it's there for a year, you know, 12 months of your board being up. What does your billboard say? Hmm. This is probably one of those things you prep me before the job. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I can come up with something intelligent. No, 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 um, We get the raw. Yeah, we, we get, get the, the raw. raw. <laughs> love yourself, love your decisions, love your planet, and everything will be good. Wicked. I reckon. Wicked. Top of the head. Mm. Probably something much better. I'll get the BA team to come up with something <laughs> really creative. But yeah. yeah, that's perfect. I reckon something like that. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I love it. So it's all about self love again, and then that will take care of the planet as well. Yeah, we are the planet. Mm. Yeah, mm. beautiful. And that's a, like one statistic that I love saying in the school talks. Yeah. <laughs> um, where the planet's seventy something percent water, and we're some seventy something percent water, and the rest is hard matter. We are literally the same makeup as the planet. Yeah. So understand that relationship, and life gets so much better. As I within, promise. so without. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, wicked. Exactly. I love that message, bro. Um, so, just lastly, tying things out now. So, I really want to know. I cannot wait to ask you this question. Beyond your story, beyond your identity, beyond Jason Rahili. So, who are you? Um, <clears throat> without getting like I don't, I don't know how we, we can get with this but I believe I'm here on a journey and I believe I am a, a soul being that's experienced many lives before and I'm here having a crack and trying to evolve myself and in that path I don't want to help anyone um, I want people to help themselves um, so if I can facilitate that by leading by example and just being as best as I can possibly be and continually be wrong and be happy to be wrong and learn from that I guess I'm just a I'm an evolution for myself yeah (laughs) (laughs) love that thank you yeah phenomenal that really resonates that's beautiful brother wicked Um, so bro really today I um, yeah so where do I even begin um I'd love to get you back on. <laughs> it's probably where I'd, I'd love to begin. Any chance I hang out with you? <laughs> <laughs> Just because there's so much high-level stuff that we talked about today, but I know there's so much nitty-gritty in everything as well and, like, so much yeah. actionable wisdom that, you know, like, I learn all the time, like, just spending time with you and you talk about, just mentioned, it, like, you're the average of the five people, you know, and this relationship between us has been so amazing um, on so many levels. Likewise. But um Yeah, so for me, I really... Uh, in the tie out and normally you know I'm really grateful for just the work you've been doing you know um, with the alternative even with you know your construction company and just spreading that awareness and you know spreading good awareness into an industry that is you know slow to change and slow to uptake new technologies and new ideas and you know like you said there's on-site meditations that are occurring which you know is this awesome new paradigm shift on you know like it's just your crew that gets it but then the whole site gets to talk about yeah. it and it's just that ripple effect, that compound interest that we're talking about. There's, you know, you're creating that same effect with these massive festivals that are occurring. You know, you're helping people with providing actionable solutions to the work that you're so passionate about, which is uh, like supporting the planet. Um, and just even if it was just for that, just for that one thing of actually just being able to see someone take massive action towards things that they hold in their heart so dear um that would be enough but there's all that other stuff that you're doing on such a massive scale that i'm just really really grateful for for all the inspiration that it provides me and that was a big agenda i was so inspired to get you on the inspired evolution 
Um, and on that, you're obviously on an, on an epic journey, but, you know, I don't know if journey is the right word these days because everything just is. Um, but in all the essence of being and however you're going and all of that, you know, my best wishes and the inspired evolution and everyone that's connected to that, we wish you all the best. Always, brother. Always, always vouching for you, rooting for you. And if there's any way we can support all the amazing work you do, you know we're right here for you. I really appreciate that, bro. Um, lots of love to you. And I reckon I can speak on behalf of people who actually listen to this podcast, and I've spoken to a lot. Um, mate, everyone's so grateful for the work you're doing. Like, you, you talk about you know, facilitating the people you get on here that I've heard. You know, I don't agree with everything that everyone says. God knows that, and nor should anyone else. Everyone should make their own decisions. But you're facilitating such an experience for people out there to hear these sorts of things, mate. It's next level, bro. So you talk about gratitude, everything you say, like, feel the same for yourself. Like, it's it's massive. So we all thank you as well, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you. Right. So, so for those listening in now, um, just quickly, uh, this uh, uh, episode of Inspired Evolution and all the others available at www.amrit-sandu.com. And to connect with the alternative, the best place is the website. Probably the website or look us up on Facebook. Um, yeah. Just B. And then alternative, so no E, just the letter B alternative. It's yep. a black and white logo. Um, connect us on Messenger and yeah. Facebook's really great, guys. They, they're they always active. I pretty much see like many, many, many posts in the week. Um, always really inspirational just to follow as well um, and just to see what they're coming out with. And they're, like if you send them a message, they're, they're hot on to it. You, you get a reply typically within the hour. So they're good like that. Yep. Awesome. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.